in the red room. Before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage that light about the dark. Can you build the inferno from the itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers rise with the cream. A million of the writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in the red room. We say what we say, we do what we feel. We gotta keep it real in the red room. All about the crap, a screen riot. Feel my bottle up with lightning up in the red room. So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Yeah, what's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. You guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2016. Y'all know how it go, bitches. (laughs) Here we go. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. And shenanigans. And shenanigans. Shenanigans. First of all, on Lisa's uh, shenanigan, uh, has nothing I'm telling you. I am telling you. Can I just say this? It has nothing to do. It's pop culture oriented. Okay. Uh There's some writing involved in there somewhere. Okay. Find it. Get in where you fit in. Uh, I said this the other day on Twitter. Look, 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 look. I said this the other day on Twitter. I said, listen, Frank Ocean fans, Uh y'all bitching about him not having an album out in like four years. Okay. You know what? Artists got to do what they got to do. You know what? Your babies. You're weak. (laughs) Try, try, try waiting 15 years. For an album from D'Angelo, bitches. Right. Okay, you know how long it takes for them to write Novocaine, bitch? Novocaine. Okay, <laughs> from Brown Sugar to the Voodoo album, it took yes. like five years, and that was fine. <laughs> but from Black Messiah album, 15 years. So y'all sitting here complaining about four years. Mm-hmm. But he's been producing everybody, though. He's busy. Thank you. No attention yeah. Thank you. These, these young kids yeah, have He's no still around. Man. Let Frank you know. Ocean live. And he's a big producer. You know what? You know? I blame Pokemon Go. <laughs> I blame it all on Pokemon Go. <laughs> Jeff, how does Pokemon Tell go fit into this? this? Not at all. How does this fit baby. into this? <laughs> oh my god! If it's just something to say, leave me alone. <laughs> but anyway, I just had to toss that out okay. because people still. And I, I don't think the album dropped. It's supposed to drop like last what Friday or something, and mm-hmm. it didn't happen. Or mm-hmm. it, if it did, I missed it. Okay. But I just thought it was funny. It's like y'all. Can an artist be an artist? <laughs> not everybody needs to be dropping something every Plus, five look, minutes. It's about timing. The album might be done, but he's like, look, I don't want to drop it today because such and such album's coming out or today. When it's ready. You know, whatever. Oh, when it's ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thank you. Definitely. <sighs> anyway, I have to get that off my chest today. Exactly. Anyway. So y'all see how we do it on the Rant Room. That's Lisa Bolakaja, mm. my little co-host. Yes. You know. You're looking, you're looking <laughs> quite fit today. Yeah. Like, huh? you, you're, you're on the level. You're the goals. He had that superhero silhouette when he walked, down the hall. When he walked down the hall to his office, just me and Jefferson here chilling, waiting for him, and he came through and he had that silhouette. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay, I'm playing Luke Cage's little brother. I'm going to let y'all know now. I'm like, if I am in a Marvel comic TV show, <laughs> walking down the hallway. Little Ray Ray, you know. Ray Ray Cage. Moisturized. You know, probably got the cocoa uh, butter on. Hopping. I just had to just point that out a, and just be like, I hate you. That's disgusting. Anywho. But as Lisa Bolacaja, mm-hmm. the street nerdist over mm-hmm. there, a.k.a. the black gidget of Mission Beach, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's up, girl? Hey, I'm all good. Yeah. Um, we ain't seen you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Hey, 
if you get a chance to, and I told uh, you this, and I told mm-hmm. Jeff and everybody on Twitter, if you get a chance to, for the horror fans out there, go check out, if it's playing anywhere near you, uh, Train to Busan. Yes. I'm going. Did you Korean see the zombie I was like, horror movie. I'm already there. Let me yes. go today. And like, y'all know I don't like zombies. I don't like zombie movies. Speed zombies, though. But speed I do. Zombies. That's my, that, you know yes. what? That's my Achilles heel. If you can give me a speed zombie, mm-hmm. I'm so there. And the fact that it's Korean. I turned my and, script into Marvel. Yes. Oh, ah! Yes. Yes. So it, it's it's a really fun, I mean, like I, I told Jeff, you know, a couple <laughs> people on there, it does have a schmaltzy kind of, the ending has a little moment where that all Korean films tend to have this in my, I won't say all, I'll say like 90% of Korean films, whether it's horror, romance, whatever it is, they always have these like kind of schmaltzy, mm-hmm. overly There's sentimental moments, mm-hmm. and the music gets all, and then they had that little flashbacks, <laughs> and I'm sitting in the theater with like, mm-hmm. there was only like 10 of us in the theater. Okay. It was like a almost a midnight showing in San Diego. Well, it's not a very popular and it's movie not, It's yet. a foreign film because yeah. people got people got to read. Bitches got to read yeah. the screen. But it's horror. So oh, you know what? what? Subtitles? It's yes. Totally subtitles. But you don't, no, no, really? but you don't need the subtitles. <laughs> I'm joking. No, no. Okay. You don't need, it's a, people, it's a zombie it's, movie. You don't, need to, you don't need to read subtitles to, to know that when people are screaming, uh-huh. stuff is bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it was a really fun and really entertaining and for those of you who love uh, fast zombie movies, I, I, I kind of describe it as Snowpiercer on a train. Yeah. Without the snow, yeah. but Snowpiercer with zombies. <laughs> what if the snow was zombies? <laughs> and, and what so if the snow had melted? Levels and stages. Imagine Snowpiercer <laughs> if the snow had melted. Okay. Revealing an army <laughs> of zombies. An army of the fast of zombies. City, right? <laughs> yeah, so anyway, check it out. Uh, really, really fun zombie movie. So anyhow. Carry cool. on, sir. Carry I, on, sir. I was inspired by it. You, showed, you sent me the trailer, and I watched it, and I was like, good. So this means, because my, my film takes place in Japan, in Tokyo. Okay. Right? So yes. I was like, okay, cool. This is telling me there is a... There is an audience for this over there. Oh, God, yes. You know, so that, that actually inspired me. I was like, good, this is cool. We're in the same realm. Mine's completely fucking different. You know, Tokyo right. is over, yeah. <laughs> taken over by zombies in mine. I but- think we are ready. For, I'm ready for more of the Asian horror to come out. Because for mm-hmm. a while there, uh, South Korea, the Korean horror market was just killing it. Yeah. Now, I will admit, for a while there, the Korean, Korean, y'all know y'all did this. <laughs> They were taking Japanese horror films yes. and then remaking them. Oh, no, and I'm no, like, y'all can't do. Don't be. Don't. I was like, don't be America. You no, know, we've yes. seen don't, these movies. We've seen so these movies. Anyone. I don't need the Korean version of Ring when I already have the Japanese version, <laughs> and bitches. The American version. Yeah, and the yes. American version did a little too much. Yeah. A little too oh, much. That was, I like that one. It was good, but mm-hmm. it's like you don't need. They didn't need to do all that extra because they tried. <laughs> this is this is the reason why. Since we since we going off topic, I don't care. I'm gonna defend it. Is there a topic? Do we have a topic? Know, Let me tell you. Jeff Let Nutt. me tell so, you. Okay, go ahead. Introduce Jeff, and then I'll just okay, say my look. piece. I'll say my piece. <laughs> so, so we got Big Bro in here to both of us. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> TV producer himself, <laughs> pimp dog, <Yeah>. OG, <laughs> sci-fi nerd. They're all of my titles. The cool cat. <laughs> it's on his birth certificate. So far, he has nailed not one of my, only one of my exactly. actual titles. A.K.A. Twitter head. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Lord. A.K.A. don't start none. Okay, won't no, be none. Start none. Oh, tra- <laughs> Hashtag watch your back, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag I will cut you. Okay. Don't play that. Let mess. me keep going, bitch. Oh we ain't done yet. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, Jeff. I need to chill. Hashtag really if you follow me, I warn you. No, no 
it on okay, some no. nonsense. That's true. <laughs> Jeffrey throwing everybody. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for having me. Jeff comes enjoy. in like the shark on Jaws. Like, <laughs> should be quiet. Like, I'd be on the boat and then <laughs> and I'll be like, Jeff ain't said like, nothing. Did I hear that? What the fuck? <laughs> and then you'll be on Twitter and sometimes I'd be like, eh, <laughs> Well, you know what? There are yeah. a lot of stupid people on Twitter. That's true. And it's my job. And it's your job. To shut them all down one by one. Wow. Until my wife catches me. What are you doing? <laughs> I thought you were writing. Get out of Twitter. It's kind of like writing. No, it's not writing at all. Hey, Twitter blogging is writing. I don't care what no, the fuck is no. saying. No. It is writing. Hey, no. Some people be getting jobs on them. Com- them comedy That's the uh, joke writers and shit. That's because of children. That's how children well, are. They yeah. have short attention spans. Yeah. And they see each other playing on a Twitter and they hire each other. <laughs> and then three weeks later, they're like, wow, this guy can't write at all, can he? Last well, week, there is that. You know, well, there so. is. Also, let me just say for the elephant in the room, yeah. we do have my girl in the room. Forgive me. Just, just shout out your name. What is it? Fahima. 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 She's Fahima. lovely. Mahamud. Fahima Mahamud in the house. I met her over at the Writers Guild and awesome. um, she wanted to sit in. She has a new show. What are you calling it? Muslim in the City, y'all. It's a web series. Can the people YouTube? go look at it now? YouTube? You can get on YouTube right now. MuslimInTheCity.com on YouTube. Everybody go check that out. So she's sitting there and watching us. She's going to have her own podcast. Poor thing. Call it? Yes. Under the same name, Muslim in the City. So look for that. Soon. Listen, y'all need check to listen out. to this because don't, one don't of the things. Don't do thing- what we do. Don't, don't do what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Watch what don't, we do and do the opposite. Don't do, of that. do the opposite of the shenanigans you're about to witness. But no, I think it's I, I think it's really great. I'm excited, but I might wrote it down because I'm gonna check it out. And make Me sure too. I check out the podcast because I think one of the things that we don't get to hear is young black Muslim Muslim yes. women talking about their lives. Everyone yes. has like these like you know how it is when you black and you're walking around. You already got those stereotypes, mm-hmm. but then you already got like Islam and you know my heroes, my biggest hero, El Haj Malik Shabazz, one of my favorite. And a lot of my my heroes growing up were Muslim. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this. My mm-hmm. my stepfather is ex Nation of Islam. You did tell me that, and converted to Nation of Islam, and then jumped out and was like Black Panther and all that. So my life has been very interesting, people. Mm-hmm. But I grew up with a lot of of Black Muslims in particular. So I think it's important that we get that viewpoint. And I'm so excited about your show, especially coming from young women. Yeah. Yes. Are you guys going to gossip and talk about fashion and um, TV shows and yeah. nerdy stuff? Um, yeah. So we'll talk about like different cultural topics. Yes. Race. This is excellent, and I'm looking forward to listening to your show and seeing it. So please, folks, check that out. I'm that on was it. Up. Okay? I'm definitely on it. But I just want to make sure everybody knew we had <clears throat> somebody else in the room. So thank you for coming, yes. sitting in with us. So there'll be about 40% less <laughs> swearing as we have a guest. <laughs> so anyhow, back to my argument. Go so. ahead. So wait a minute. Hold on. So if you guys are ground, mm-hmm. let's get it Okay, in. anyway. Let me just make it official. Okay, make it official. <laughs> <laughs> you know, has been looking at me like, I'm going to put you out. Just okay. go stand over there. I don't even be setting up the show. She'd just be going in on the topic. We don't even have a topic. I don't even know what we're supposed to be talking about. People are like, about. what is this show about? <laughs> See, that's why you could have me an Oscar host. And they say, we need you to read all the stuff in the teleprompter. Nice. This is my ass. The winner is Bob. <laughs> right. Bob has won. Right. I don't want Oh, I was supposed to read the teleprompter? All right, yeah. go ahead. It's too late. Bob, you won. Come get you your award. We all saw that movie. I don't even want to bother you. Let's just go to the Bob, party. Bob, come get it, okay? But the problem with American remakes with a lot of Asian oh, horror is this. And this is my thesis, and I stick, I'm sticking by it. Okay, I'm sticking by it. Is American, when we deal with horror... Mm-hmm. Americans are so afraid of the unknown because America, because we're such a young country, 
relative to everybody else. We mm-hmm. really don't have much of a history in terms of mainstream America. I'm not talking about Native America, and I'm sure. not talking about those of us who was brought over here unwillingly. Who was that? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the melanated not, masses. That's not, my, that's not my history books. I know what the hell you're talking about. But it's like, you know, so they're, they're used to having some type of morality or some kind of explanation as to why things are messed up. Yeah. Right. What I love about a lot of Asian horror movies was they don't explain hardly anything. Shit happens, and then you must deal with it. They don't waste. They may give you a little snippet, like, "Oh, this might," but it's like, but there's no. Well, if we can solve it, because y'all learn with the ring, even when you quote unquote, because in an American movie, (laughs) you would have found the body and like, oh, all the evil has stemmed from this. If we can give her a proper burial, Mm -hmm. all the badness would go away. (laughs) And and homegirl was like, "Uh, "No, I'm still coming out the TV set." (laughs) We put her down that well for a reason. We already buried her. This was as good as it was. Getting. <laughs> there was a reason why that heifer was thrown down there. Right. Y'all done took her out and buried her, and she's still mad. Like Our okay. best solve <laughs> okay. was put her in the well and these videotapes, and you had to get involved and mess with all of that. So when Americans got it, I guess they named the character Samira or whatever the name was, and they gave like all this just – all this backstory and stuff. And a good horror movie is not going to waste your time on a lot of too much backstory. Mm-hmm. Some backstory is good, but we don't, we don't need all of that. We need mm-hmm. the horror stuff. So it's always – I always – it's very rare that Americans do a really good remake of an Asian horror movie, yeah, in my opinion. Because we, they don't understand that – Asia does not care about your feelings. They don't care about explaining why bad things happen. Because you got to remember, in Japan, we threw a fucking bomb on top of them. So shit goes bad really quickly. They got Godzilla after the the atomic bomb. Like, they, they, shit happens and you have to deal. Why was I doing my research on Asian um, subway trains? And look, how come they have the, uh, what do they call them? The, um, the, not the conductor, but the guys who are outside trying to help you load in. Let's call them ushers. The ushers, whatever the fuck. The, the, people. What do you, what do you they think? are people rushing the door. This they're the porters, why, this right? This is why are they're a little porters? more aggressive. Like, okay. Why when you see them here in America and they just like zoom past you, like, damn, bitch, can I get in? Mm-hmm. Right? They're more aggressive there because over there they're more aggressive. Okay. They literally rush to get onto the train. Because there's so many, some people. Countries. so many people. They rush to get on the train and the conductors or whatever you want to call them, the porters, whatever, are pushing them in. They all line up no. to push them inside, so they must be face to face. I'd be in jail. I, that's not happening. With every, I, it is packed no. to the tilt. I'm like, that's not illegal. Hey, you know what I mean? I gotta get to work. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta get to work. When you have a population a that's that many people in a small amount of space, mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff you're gonna see, you know? And mm-hmm. a good example to see that, uh, one of my favorite. Um, Japanese films is called Angel Dust. You can actually go see it on YouTube for free. It's a Japanese film. I think it came out, I want to say, 96. Okay. It's one of my favorite Japanese horror films. Um, it's one of the first times I could tell people that I really noticed sound design. It's the first time I really noticed how effective horror and sound can be stylized in a way that's mm-hmm. just so effective. But you see that. Part of the, the thing is like these murders happen on these subways and you see all these people and pushing and mm-hmm. there's just so masses of people. So uh, that probably be a good job. <laughs> Are we claustrophobic? Uh, I, w- I would say... I do not like crowds. Like <laughs> I don't either. San Diego pushes my limits every year. Yeah. Well, it's because of Comic-Con. That's why, I can't, that's why I can't go to Comic-Con because yeah. I've been and it just drives me bananas. I, I so have, many. People. I have to get out of there every yeah. couple hours. Did you go this year? Away. 
No, I was house sitting this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I would have come down. That's I saw the, the pictures. Time been in Van, really? uh, it's been, you know what? I've stopped going. I, when I do go, mm-hmm. like last year, I went. I didn't go inside. I hung out outside. <laughs> hung out outside. Well, there's there was so yeah, much good stuff happening, and I was the, having lunches the, the with people. Alt, the slam con. I didn't even, you know, I didn't yeah. even hit that at all. There's yeah. a slam con. I've heard yeah, of that, man. Mm. Uh, apparently, there's a whole stealth con going on at the same exact. Time. <laughs> there was so much. Some going people on. did not invite me to certain things, and you know who you are, Ooh. so that shall be paid. Uh, he wasn't looking yeah. at me. Don't no, look at me. No, it wasn't me. About people listening to this podcast. Here, <laughs> 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 looking at me like the what? fact about certain events that I should have been invited to, yeah, and you know exactly who I'm talking to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I no Christmas because I was already home. But yeah, no, no Christmas cards for you. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about the movie you guys went to go see and the hanging out with yes. Linnell White and all that? She's sure. Great. Yeah. So hey, Linnell, we should have told Linnell to come yeah. on in. I didn't hang out. I was so busy this weekend. But she's like, right. So anyway, hey, Linnell. So. We had a writer's adventure together, so we went to go see... <laughs> that's okay, because I wasn't invited to that. So uh, you know what? You know writers. what? No, no, no. I wouldn't have been able to go anywhere. No, and that's what I told them. They I were like, because the first thing they asked me was, how come you didn't invite Hilliard? I wouldn't have been able to go. And I said, look, Hilliard is in the middle of like, he's got this documentary, he's doing so much stuff. Like, right. Hilliard usually lets me know ahead of time, hey, I got this free time. And that's when I can kind of segue in and, and say, season. can you come? So it wasn't like I wasn't thinking of my boy. He working. See how I get treated for him? He is working. Look, he is working people. Respect. So we decided to have a writer's day and go check out um, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Is it Beyond? Beyond. Yeah. Yes. So Star Trek Beyond. I had already seen it. And I, no, really. It was the, the first, first hip-hop, hip-hop Star Trek. Star Trek. Why is, is it hip-hop in the movie? You'll see. You'll see. Hip-hop okay. saves Save the hip-hop universe. saves the galaxy <laughs> from Idris Elba. <laughs> So and you know, you so think we're joking. Really? We are not. Joking. I'm not even a little bit joking. <laughs> the, the wind was a hip hop wind. I couldn't yeah. believe it. Hip hop saves the okay. universe. And it was good hip hop. Yes, thanks Beastie Boys and Chuck D and Public Enemy. And so anywho, so mm. we went to go see the movie. Like I said, I've seen it, and I told them, "Hey, come see it." And I told the reasons why I enjoyed it and mm. wanted to see it again. Yeah. Me, it was nostalgia. Um, also, the deaths of um, Little Nimoy mm-hmm. and Anton Yell, and just you know, it was really classy and how they handled that in the story. Also, it's just great to see you know. Even though I will say this, I love Star Wars too, but mm-hmm. Star Trek is one of my favorites because of the characters yeah. and the longevity of the characters. And I really love the casting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were really spot on in casting the people who are playing the the mm-hmm. new crew, mm-hmm. which is always amazing. Um, so anyway, I wanted them to enjoy that and go see it and like live vicariously through them. So we went to the Grove. <laughs> we had a ball. And I was mad because we got to the Grove. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there telling them now, can you smuggle my hummus sandwich you in, your, in your purse? <laughs> and then we get in there. We get our tickets. And then the dude at the counter was like, oh, you know you can bring food in here. He yeah. did not. You can bring food in the Grove? Are you kidding? Oh, because they got <sighs> the farmer's market the there Arclight now. Because anyway, anyway, Arclight gives you beer while yeah. you're sitting. I'm like, why would you give people in Hollywood alcohol at a movie theater? All that time, try to smuggle into her nice like, fancy I bag. I could have came in <laughs> yeah, with all, all my stuff yeah. in there. So anyway, so we got in there, and then after the movie, we went um, and had dinner and uh, that well, it Jeff treated. It was supposed to be a late lunch. It's supposed it to be a late up. lunch. Did you say y'all was there for okay, seven look, hours? The yeah. movie was at two thirty. The movie we got out of the theater about four thirty. Went over to the one of the so four thirty. So from four thirty between four thirty and I would say like four forty five to five, we were trying to decide where we were going to eat. And mm-hmm. I said we kind of checked out a couple places. And I said, hey, this place I've been here for, their food's pretty good. So we went in there. That might have been let's say maybe five o'clock. <laughs> 
We didn't leave till 12 midnight, y'all. We what? closed the restaurant. We they had dinner. The we had dessert. I hope y'all kept ordering some shit. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Jeff spent enough money. He treated us. And then Jeff tried to be cool about it. And then he was like, can I get another lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> to go? No, we were just we there nursed, a long time. We were just I felt talking. bad we were taking up this table. Yeah. So but no. Like, can I get some more? No, no. It was here. okay. And the reason why I think it was okay was because it wasn't that crowded or that busy. Yeah. And it wasn't like there were a bunch of people coming in to take up all the different seats. Right. So it, it was a nice good amount of people yeah, there. But, you know, they and, cool. and plus we looked fabulous and we were animated. <laughs> and I think we were a good PR for their restaurant. Yes. Okay. Anyhow. So, so we you talked. You see, they didn't say the restaurant's name. I didn't remember what yeah. it was. So we talked about all kinds of stuff. And I thought to myself, oh, my God, Jeff. you told, And Jeff, we were talking about um, a couple other films. Um, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters and, and um, Stranger Things, yeah. and I thought. Did she yeah. tell you that she actually liked Ghostbusters? I liked it too because she went in on it at first. I still have my problems yeah, with okay. the Leslie Jones character. Issues. It, it has some, has has some issues. stuff, but, but they're the normal right. movie issues when you're folding in a black character, mm-hmm. right? And either people juggle that and drop the ball, or right. they juggle it and they make it work. Sure. So. And that's when I said, we got to come in and have you come and talk about because it was part of our conversation that we had about all kinds of things. But it was one of the things where it's like when writers are bringing in black characters mm-hmm. and a lot of times their success or failure is depending on how many passes they go through the script just to make sure that the character, like you said, is folded in completely where it's not like you're just there because you're the black character. Or other. Or other. It it doesn't have to be black. It can be any Uh, non-white, straight male. That doesn't fit in organically with the thing where you have moments where you're like, hey, I can tell. This is is my litmus test. If I'm sitting there watching a show and you have a non-white character or anybody who's a character that's different that we normally don't see, Mm -hmm. if I watch your movie or TV show and I start to think, Wait, why would their family? Where is their family? Who are their people? <laughs> like, how, why would they want to be? Who, who are they hanging around? Oh, yeah. If I start to get taken out of the story because I'm concerned about because your character sticks out so much and they're mm-hmm. not fitting in, then I'm thinking, why would you subject yourself to that mm-hmm. by moving? And I'm I'm thinking backstory for your character, okay. and I'm out of your movie. Mm-hmm. So we were just talking. So we thought we would bring this to you, mm-hmm. kind sir. Yeah. Okay. And I'm talk s- about this. So just go ahead, take Let's it away. Go. Take well, it. I mean, I, we, we were joking about it, but like basically, it's. One more pass. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, for Ghostbusters, we call it the Patty Pass. <laughs> okay. And those of you who haven't seen it, uh, stop. Yeah, this is, no, this is a spoiler, spoiler alert. It's a month ago, damn it. Right? <laughs> it's been a while. But it's spoilerific. So. Right. So it's been you, a while. If you haven't seen the film yet, <laughs> right. please back away. Right. <clears throat> Not slowly. Back the hell away. <laughs> uh, but the other thing is, we should go in with a preface. Go ahead. They solved a lot of the problems that had happened to the... Uh, to the Ernie Hudson character, which okay. had been written to be a thicker, more vibrant character in the original Ghostbusters, and then for various backstage shenanigans had been edited down, rewritten down to mm-hmm. the way that we ended up seeing him. To basically him just being the random black guy random in the movie. black guy, which sucks, because frankly, Ernie's a fantastic really actor. Really good actor, yes. And the other guys, I would say Bill Murray's like second to Ernie in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other actors are comedians in a movie. Mm-hmm. Nothing against that, but the, you had this great thespian that could go any distance in any direction comedy drama True. or whatever mm-hmm. and then you edited him down to just the black guy mm-hmm. right so it was the early 80s it was the, a little different time right? there's no excuse there's no excuse there's always a contemporaneous film yeah. that you can go yeah but this movie came out the same year Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of on you writers yeah. right. in the studio right. so, so let us just say that Ghostbusters 
female Ghostbusters. What do we just call it? Ghostbusters version two. two. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ghostbusters version two solved a lot of that. The mm-hmm. Patty character was much more integrated into the story. Much more more vibrant person. Uh, Les Dog uh, uh, certainly filled it up even more so than it was written. Mm-hmm. So there, if you walk away from it not feeling the things I felt, you've lost nothing. Mm-hmm. They solved a lot. Mm-hmm. So kudos to the filmmakers. I think their hearts in the right place. However. There were a couple. We there were three things. <laughs> and I wrote a little thing on my Medium. Um, I wrote a little article about it on my Medium because okay. of the whole Leslie uh, Jones getting kicked mm-hmm. off uh, or driven away from Twitter for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it folded into this. There were three strategic scenes in this film that, with very minor changes to the dialogue of those scenes, mm-hmm. would have made her just a fourth real part of the story instead okay. of three ladies and one lady. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, in the opening bit when you first meet her they sort of give you a little hint of she has this ridiculous encyclopedic knowledge of the structures the architectural <laughs> history now it's weird it's geeky mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I am a geek yeah. I know a lot about really obscure some really obscure things True. so unless you pull that trigger you're not going to know right. but I have expert level knowledge about some crazy <laughs> weird stuff I just don't have a PhD in yeah, it yeah. right there are a lot of people in the world like that every mechanic is well read does all yeah. every person who taught themselves to be a mechanic functions sort of the I same see where way. You're going. There's some guy in your neighborhood you'd rather fix your car than yeah. a pro. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. right. So she's that person. Okay. On her specific area of crazy geek knowledge <laughs> is New York architecture and its history, That's which funny. is in itself very interesting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Especially coming out of this woman who you've set up as a subway worker, right? Nothing against subway workers, but the average person walks by a subway worker and thinks of them essentially as a machine in a human body. Right. Mm-hmm. right? So you're already getting a window opened on that. No, they're actually people in those booths. They think things and feel things and have lives. So she, you see a little bit of that. But it's sort of passed over as sort of just a throwaway joke. Okay. And she has a little ghost experience, goes to the Ghostbuster ladies. Hey, I had a ghost experience. <laughs> Chicks need to come down here and solve this crap right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Then they go down there. And again, you see a little bit of her knowledge. Uh, there's a little bit of a moment between her and the, uh, whatchamacallit character, the one I'm in love with. Holtzman? Uh, Holtzman! Holtzman! Oh, uh, that was my high school dream girl. Was mm. and no, I don't care if she's gay. She's still my high school dream girl. Um, but um, so then they have a little tiny moment of, wow, you know a lot of stuff about this, mm-hmm. right? And then ghost attack, blah, blah, blah. Everyone screams and runs away and freaks out. None of their devices work. And it's very funny, right? And then there was another scene near the end when they've had a whole bunch of experiences and they're sort of solving the mystery. The ladies have got together over the table and their little mm-hmm. himbo is bringing them tea and they're. Uh, Himbo. Himbo. Pulling out, <laughs> pulling out maps and you know charts and stuff and going, well, this happened and then this happened. And then sort of the big solve of the X marks the spot moment, which had to do specifically with the history of New York architecture, right. does not come out of the mouth of the Patty character. It comes out of Kristen Wiig's character. Right. And I was like... Because she's a star, right? But really, it's an ensemble piece. Right. You can call her the star if you mm-hmm. want, but in terms of actual screen time, most of them got... The person who got They're the least was Holzman, mm. right? Who mm. actually makes the biggest impression, right? Um, With the least amount of dialogue, least amount yeah. of stuff. But she, her, her gunfight versus the ghost epic. was worth the price. Yes, of the yes. Oh my god, he played on a loop at my house. <laughs> but um, so what I was saying was, with one more pass. Mm-hmm. You could have, with no budgetary change, with a minor budgetary, there would be a little bit extra scene in the opening bit right. of the first meter. Yeah. But the others are just dialogue changes, uh-huh. right? Because they give her this lovely moment near the end where she says, wow, I'm really a Ghostbuster. Like, the, the, the Patty character kind of, she herself was like, I'm not really one of these chicks mm-hmm. until this moment. 
it was nothing. It was a throwaway line in the actual movie, but had they supported it with, right. mm. wow, these people are PhDs. But I have a PhD level knowledge about something oh, that none of them know about right, right. that is actually helping us win. Right. Mm-hmm. So that at these different moments in the film, and like I said, there's only three moments. Right. Like the rest of it's gold. Yeah. Right. right. Patty would have risen over the course of the movie to the level of, well, she may not have a degree, but Homegirl is in this. Right. Right. And then so at the end when she goes, wow, I, I am a Ghostbuster. Because you see her not being treated well because of her knowledge. And that would have been a nice bookend, especially with her being presented as this person that people just pass by every day mm-hmm. and don't think of as a and human. Treat like a and treat like whatever, yeah. whatever. And then to have that nice little... And it fits the it theme fits, of the movie. Because the other three women had mm-hmm. had that experience right. in academia. Right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So if you meet this other woman who, by appearances, she's not white, she's larger than the other women, she's certainly more um, sort of verbally aggressive than the other women in many other ways uh, different than them but it turns out oh no all us geeks are geeks together right all of us who have this knowledge have knowledge together mm-hmm. it's us against the world so right. then at the end it's a four, it's the fantastic four not the okay. fantastic three plus one right you well know? you know I heard on the business was it Kim Masters or whatever she was talking about she was interviewing the two writers of that movie and they were saying that the part that Leslie had was Supposed to be the part that Melissa, what's her name, did something like th- they switched it later on. Doesn't matter. You still know what I mean? Pass. Still need a pass. If you're going to make that choice, you still need to do the pass. Mm-hmm. It okay. doesn't really matter. And that leads us into Stranger Things. Right. 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 Okay, I mean, let's go. Um, uh, I love Stranger Things. Well, can you tell it to yeah, everybody you, the premise? The uh, premise. Well, I, I, here's what I told them my wife. <laughs> so she wouldn't watch it because she can't take horror. Movies. What channel is it on? It's on Netflix. Uh, Netflix. Okay. Uh, it's great. It's a little mm. series. Uh, what eight episodes? It's only eight episodes um, right now. Oh, yeah. It's on my list. I haven't right. watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of an homage to the nineteen eighty. You know what it is? What if Stephen King had a novel adapted <laughs> to a TV series okay. and Steven, by Steven Spielberg. Spielberg at the height of his powers? Uh, right. right. So it's got the ET vibe. It's got mm-hmm. a Poltergeist vibe. The Goonies. It's, got a it's sort of little close encounters. Yeah. Vibe. It's mm-hmm. got, it, but it's not. See, I hate nostalgia. I, people keep calling this nostalgia, but it's not. It's more like an homage. It's made in the style of, but it isn't yeah. about. But it's it not a makes it, of it's not a style, but it makes some of us who from the '80s who that geeky nerdy. It made us feel nostalgic okay. because they were playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> they got the thing posted. Like literally, I tweeted like. How did they get in my house <laughs> from the 1980s? That was my house. Rotary phones. Yeah, it's a period. It's in the 80s. It's that time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and 1983. It's kids, it's kind of like it in a way. Like the mm-hmm. kids stumble on some really dangerous crazy. But there's just but there's no Pennywise as of yet, as, as far as yet. we know. Right. <laughs> uh, it's it's definitely not a pure Stephen King novel. It's mm-hmm. not quite as dark as Steve will go. Mm-hmm. Which I wish it would. So far. <laughs> so far. I'm sure they'll get another season. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, they have these four boys, one of whom has something bad happen to him, and the okay. other three freak out about it. And they're like, what can we do? They don't bother with their parents because parents are stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not stupid parents, but kids think you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a black kid. There's a sort of nerdy kid. There's two nerdy kids, and one of them disappears. Uh, so there's a, re- there's a surviving nerdy kid who's <laughs> sort of the leader of the three remaining kids. Mm-hmm. And there's a sort of... He's like Chunk in the Goonies. He's sort of chubby yeah. and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he has he's so he's so adorable. He's crushing on the older. <laughs> he's so adorable. All this kind of stuff. But he's also hyperverbal. Um, clearly, they're all very smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's Spielberg kids, okay. right? Then there's the black kid, um, who throughout the course of this 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 first season, there's nothing wrong with the actor in the in the lines themselves. I guess you could say there's nothing really wrong with them. Mm-hmm. But the aggregate is he's really just there to be black. 
and be told why he's wrong about something. Hmm. Like, right? can you give us an example? Like what? He keeps he's he. Th- I don't want to spoil it because this is active and it really should be watched. It's a good show. Mm. All right. I, I, I preface this things with these are people who have their hearts in the right places. These are not people out to get whatever minority group. They're clearly they didn't have to mm-hmm. include any people. This could have been a Lily White show mm-hmm. and no one would have blinked because it's set in freaking New England. Mm. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. there are plenty of towns in New England with not one non-white person in them okay. and no one would have blinked. Mm-hmm. Not no no blink. But if you're going to do it, you got to do it. You can't. You can't just fold someone and go, eh, yeah, they're black right. or whatever. Right. Then don't – you're not doing me a favor as a black viewer. That doesn't help me. It doesn't include me. It makes me understand you don't really know me. Mm. Um, so this kid has no parental – there's no visuals on his parents. So they never take him – they we never go home. You see him at his house. You just never see, see his it. folks or how his house works. He's kind of like Charlie Brown kids. Like are, yeah. there, are there any adults here right. at all? <laughs> but everybody else you go home with. Right. And then there's this weird thing that happens that I don't want to spoil, but they meet, a, they meet a, a, an exotic character, a mm. person of – magic or science or whatever that you wouldn't normally meet mm-hmm. and the two boys the two white boys um, they instantly sort of follow smitten with this person the black kid is like what's the deal here like instantly becomes sort of aggressively negative about the inclusion of this new person mm. which to me as a black person um, who's often in environments where I'm surrounded by white people mm-hmm. not in an aggressive way <laughs> that makes it sound more aggressive than it is um, but, but in that I'm keyed to the idea of the other, whether mm-hmm. I wish to be or not. Mm-hmm. So my response to a new other showing up, unless they develop negative qualities in front of me, which mm-hmm. this person did not had yet not done that, I'm not going to take an instant dislike. I'm probably going to be more empathetic to their situation. The odds are higher that I'll be empathetic, sure. especially as a kid who you've witnessed being beat up or bullied by older mean kids in the course of this show. Mm-hmm. So they clearly know what it's like to be on the outside of the cool kids. Mm-hmm. Just, it, that was my first like, what? <laughs> right? And the second one was, where are his folks? Like, we see everyone else's folks. Where are his folks? <laughs> well, I've, right? I, I was telling Lisa, Lisa brought this up to me. It must have been a year ago. And, and I remember, because um, I'm on, you know, four committees of the Writers Guild mm-hmm. now, and I announced on the last show that, you know, I'm officially the... Um, the um, vice chair of the black committee and the LGBT committee. What? And apparently the first ever to be on two. I didn't know that. The look at you. <laughs> it's all that working out. As much out. as I'm there, goddammit. Okay. It's all that working out. No. It's what so, it is. So, trip. <laughs> so the interesting thing was, so I've had this conversation based off of a conversation you and I had just on this exact topic. And I've had this conversation on the education committee in front of a lot of really big, you know, shit full of showrunners in there. And I was sitting in a room, just, I got there early, which is me and Jeff Melvoin, <clears throat> and we were sitting talking, and we were, we were just talking about what I'm doing and whatever, and blah, 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 and somehow we started talking about diversity and all these other things. And I said, you know, Jeff, I said, one of the things that I would ask you to do whenever you do your showrunners program is when you're talking to the um, writers um, about, you know, staffing and the things they should do for diversity, you should also mention to them when they're writing the characters. One of the most important things that we never see, perfect example that you said, we never tend to to go home. We see them in the office. Right. We see the leads or whatever going home with them. They have a wife or a boyfriend or husband or whatever, but we never see that character at home. Right. 
That is a small thing that sounds minor, but it humanizes him. Mm-hmm. Humanizing is I mean? the purpose of this. Humanizing right, right. just just moments. It can be and it can be a tiny thing, like getting up, waking up, and you can see their family and like, I have to go to work, y'all. What are y'all doing over it? Just something exactly. brief that we're just, just a say. voice just in the something. background. Are you still yeah. on the just phone? Just Mom, something. leave me alone. Just anything. Like anything, anything, right? Yeah. The other thing is if they'd simply switched the two characters, if they'd flipped the black kid with the kid with the two front teeth yep. missing, changed no lines right. whatsoever. Right. No harm, no foul. Right. And all of a sudden, you've got an interesting black character that you, especially never as a kid, before, right? you would have literally never seen in a feature right. ever right. before. Even ones made by black people mm-hmm. have not would not have introduced that character. Mm-hmm. It's one of these weird blind spots where you can tell the sensibility of the writer-creators of a piece have their hearts in exactly right. the right place. They clearly wanted to do this. They didn't have to do this. There's no one making them do this, right. especially on Netflix where they give yeah, they creators they much more right. basically carte blanche right. to mm-hmm. do whatever. Right. Um, so I give them give them all their props for wishing it a thing to be so, but it needed one more pass. Just one more pass, just something to look and just really think. And I think as writers, a lot of times we get so excited, and especially if you're a writer and you're writing about people who aren't like yourself, sometimes mm-hmm. you got to do that little extra, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes it might be a simple thing, like Jeff said, switch the characters around and see how that changes things. Mm-hmm. How, you know, just. Those little things, because the worst thing you want to do is get me in a theater and have me thinking about, what? what how did this person get right. to live? But does that, it almost makes me feel like sometimes you don't need to have people of color in your movie. And no. this goes out Sometimes too. you ain't this got to have us in there. This is for, this is, the, I, I've said this before uh, and gotten in trouble for it, but it's the same <laughs> thing that black, black, so-called all-black shows do as mm-hmm. well. They'll throw in a white character who almost invariably ends up being the whipping boy. Right. It's like you're just here so I can take out my anger on white at white people. <laughs> you're going to be stupid. You're going right. to always make the mistake and say mm-hmm. the dumb thing. We're never going to really get to know you. Right. Right. But anytime I need to make a joke with a white person as a butt. Mike just happened to walk in, there you, you know, and right. I'm like, that's not helping anything. Yeah. It, right. You're not solving anything. If you have this issue, go to your therapist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously, talk that shit out with somebody, or your pastor, right? or, your pastor <laughs> or whoever you talk to that helps you get get better in life. <laughs> right. Okay, because that's not where you work your yeah. crap out. You're actually adding to the aggregate of crap mm-hmm. by doing that. Mm-hmm. So it's not just a white white against non-white thing, not a straight against gay thing. Mm-hmm. It's just when you're writing someone that you've always think of as the other you have to go that extra mile you have to do one more pass i am not gay i know a lot of gay people Mm -hmm. i have gay siblings family members all of that stuff but i'm not actually in the Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. so if i integrate a character into a story that is really really part of the story I have to do that gay pass. I have to go <laughs> seriously. I have to get That's it. Real. I have yeah. to get it vetted by people, not yeah. just one. Right? There's no so such thing as a one. gay person. There's a <laughs> bunch of people who happen to be gay. Right? You have to. You have to do it extra, or don't do it. Exactly. I'm perfectly fine with you mm. doing something set in Mormon country with no black people in it. <laughs> set that shit in Mormon country. And I, and, I, and I prefer to because then I'll be sitting there like, well, why would you want to be a Mormon anyway? Or you black with the right. history of Mormonism and then let y'all in. Like, then, then I'm exactly. totally out of the movie because I'm like, exactly. why would they put right. a person just in there? Just do one more pass. Yeah. Just, just do yeah. one more pass. One more pass. And a lot of us, we, we, just, we just don't do that. It's funny because I was looking at a, a screenplay uh, from a friend of mine, and I they were writing about a character and asking questions about it and like well and i was just like you just need to just kind of flip a couple characters and your problem will be solved mm-hmm. you know we mm-hmm. don't even have to worry about is it is it authentic mm-hmm. to the experience <laughs> and i'm like yeah. how about you just do this yeah. and just give this character these lines and solved 
Yeah. And it was like done, you know. It's just those little simple things. So, you know, as we tell the baby writers out there and everybody who's 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 doing these things, um, like I said, go check out the Star Star Trek movie. Go check out Stranger Things mm-hmm. and and see what we're talking about. Check out Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, see if you agree. Yeah, I mean, I think Star Trek did a really good job because it's like when I'm watching it, I'm not thinking of you know Uhura as being a black. You know, you don't think about that because everybody's pretty much the same. We don't really get to see the home life of everybody else in the back. She's just part of the crew. Mm-hmm. So there's never any moments when I'm watching that film or any other of those characters like Sulu, which was great because they showed his family. Yeah, they made such a big deal. And I was like, this is a lovely little fun. Yeah. They, they, they made it seem I know. like it was, was going like, to be like, yes. Gay. He's the grand marshal of the bride parade, and then everyone's going by with jazz hands throughout you the whole thing. It's like no, it was—it was, it was, it was a just lovely a small moment. moment. It was a basic, normal moment that everybody has had when you've come back home from doing some service. You, you got a little civilian spouse. time. Mm-hmm. See your spouse and your child. Like, hey, baby, let's go mm-hmm. have whatever. And, and that was it. It was just lovely. Just I mean, like done well. I, I don't even give him props for it. It was so normal. Like, yeah. this is what a hundred, three hundred years in the future. <laughs> this is the I way it's supposed to be. I think he can hug his husband and walk away with his daughter, and nobody does anything. Yeah, give definitely. me a freaking break. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, well, thank y'all, man. I appreciate it. Um, this is gonna be a nice little, quick little episode for y'all. We mm-hmm. y'all know how we do it on the rant room. Mm-hmm. So, where you at, Jeff Thorne? Uh, oh, uh, JeffreyThorne.com is very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all over with Twitter, apparently, with a G. <laughs> I'm all over Twitter. Apparently, I go in on people. <laughs> uh, so be careful. Um, and I just put out my uh, – Marvel just did a little uh, promo. Last time I was here, I couldn't mm-hmm. talk about it aggressively. Well, go ahead. My character, uh, yes. my character, Mosaic, mm-hmm. a brand-new character I created for Marvel. They, they were gracious enough to let me. Um, they did a little free promo at uh, Barnes and Noble, yeah. and uh, uh, ten page ten page story that they're just giving away. Wow! Um, to let people know we're coming in October. Yes. Uh, Carrie Randolph and Amelia Lopez are on the art, and they're mm-hmm. both amazing, like amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'm really proud of it. Um, and that's where I'm at. I'm, buy that shit when it comes out, yeah, people. Dude, buy the hell out of it, y'all. <laughs> and you're developing right now. You got some shit coming on. I'm writing some stuff. Right uh, I got a new. Um, I got a new. Uh, uh, there's a uh, anthology coming out. Oh, and I'm writing solo for Marvel as well. I got two Marvel oh, comics really? coming oh, out. Solo. I'm co-writing with Jerry Duggan. It's a. Uh, it's sort of a. In the tone of. Mister and Missus Smith. Yeah, it's like a humorous okay. spy okay. action right. thing. Heavy on action, slightly lighter on the humor. It's not Deadpool. Okay. He comes out of Deadpool, okay. but he's not nearly as funny as Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It's not meant to be. Okay. But it's it's funnier than a James Bond movie. Let's okay. put it like that. Yeah. So um, we're doing that. That's dropping in in uh, in October as well. We're very pleased with the first issue so far. I'm in the middle of the script for the second issue, which I have to turn in on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but um, so that's going good. That's uh, some anthology stuff. I'm doing free comics. And, and we and we stole four hours of his writing time last yes, week. Yes, you so. <laughs> you ridiculous wenches! Uh, no, and I got a free comic I'm doing on Medium called Dreamnasium Tales, which is uh, uh, started because I realized there wasn't a lot of fantasy material that focused on non-whites, um, non-straights, mm-hmm. and women. So I made up a fantasy universe which has its own rules and all nice. this kind of stuff. And it's these three women wandering around in sort of pseudo Africa, although they're not all Africans. Um, there's an Arab. There's a, there's an Arab and two Africans, I guess you would say. Although mm-hmm. it's not Africa, so whatever. <laughs> but um, having adventures and it's free. I'm giving it away. I'm drawing mm-hmm. and writing myself. Nice. Uh, it's called What's the Art. other one that I read? Uh, the one you read was. 
He's kind of like a Luke Cage type of dude. Oh, Prodigal. Yeah, Prodigal 2 is coming out later. We're actually, Todd and I, my partner, were just talking about this. Um, we're going to be doing a whole bunch of stuff on Comixology, uh, yeah. which is sort of like the Netflix of digital comics. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one one or two things up there right now, but we're going to be publishing our own stuff through our company, Genre 19, okay. um, on, on Comixology either end of this year or beginning of next year, depending on how quickly we can get through their process. Okay. And they'll just be short 99-cent subjects featuring our characters to let people know True. we're out here and our characters are cool and, you know, like um, – and by the way, a lot of this, uh, uh, what, Hollywood Oscar so white stuff about Asian Americans, mm-hmm. letting all y'all know, I've been down with that from day one. <laughs> I got South Asians in my books from day one. Mm-hmm. I got yep, Asian mm-hmm. Asians in my books from day sure. one. I got biracial people. I got gay people. And I wasn't even doing it to stand on a chair and say, <laughs> look at me. Uh, I wasn't hand-waving. I was just uh, saying. Epstein. You were just acknowledging just saying, it. Saying, you see yeah, in your world, People yeah. in the world exist. They ought to be in my superhero comics. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing comic book-wise, just running around trying to get work like all the other yeah. mid-level writers are uh, trying to get staffed well, and stuff. The next time you have you on the show, next okay. episode, okay. we're going to talk about what it's like being a mid-level trying to, trying to keep work. <laughs> it's we brutal, have- man. It's <laughs> freaking brutal. <laughs> I'll talk about that. Where are you at, Lisa? Uh, you know, you can always find me on Twitter. Uh, shout out to those people who were with us with Saturday Night Sci-Fi last night with Geek Soul Brother and also Black Girl Nerds. Uh, we did Stranger Things. Um, we were trending last night. We were like for number five. five. Wow. And that was really exciting because it's like, you know, we've been, you know, Geek's been doing this for about over a year now and it's been growing and it's really nice to see that some of my favorite Twitter peeps are just like combining and just having fun and just mm-hmm. being ourselves and it's it's being noticed. So it was really nice to see it trending and it was really cool because it was the first time I was watching well, well, Stranger Things. Well, I Geek if maybe there's a way can't you write so much sci-fi stuff? Maybe there's a way to do like even like something on a comic book and have everybody. Maybe you can Go do a ahead. PDF and everybody can read it. Or, you know what I mean? Something. Mm-hmm. Hey, so it's not always just like a movie, right? Oh, but maybe right. That's another thing. What right. is it? Uh, visible women. Did you notice? Yes. This? Visible women. Oh my is gosh. a hashtag. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that has happened in comic book industry over the last. Two, two years, I would say, is that finally mm-hmm. Marvel and DC, much more Marvel, somewhat DC, have started bringing in people that they were traditionally left out. Okay. okay. But for, 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 for female, or how do you say it? For female artists. Right, women artists. For women artists. artists yeah. whatever, the, whatever the code word du jour is. <laughs> ladies who can draw their ass off <laughs> but can't get any sort of traction because right. either no one knows who they are or they're doing obscure books or whatever it is. So some some genius, I'm sure she was female. Oh, she was. Said, you know what? Hashtag visible women. Put your art up. I want right? to say Sue Kelly. Let me tell I'll you. To, I'll have to look. But there are some wonderful. ladies on here. For him? There are some ladies on here that I'm like. Amazing. Where have you been all my life? Yes. Like amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Not because they're women. They shouldn't be excluded because they're women. Mm-hmm. These are gladiators ready to fight. Right. And put them in the ring. And they have like holy crap. Every style you can think of yeah. that you want to have, they've had it. So please go online on Twitter and check out that hashtag visible women. Um, mm. Great art. Uh, especially if you're trying to do your own independent comic book. Yes. Hook up with some of these women who some are of doing them, great work. Here's what I'll tell you, and then I'll shut the hell up. This is, a, <laughs> this, is, this is an official pro tip. Some of these women are incredibly talented, but they have no resume. So mm-hmm. nothing against them, but that means their rate is going to be lower for right. you as an independent creator mm-hmm. right. to hire them. All right? 
they, they don't deserve a higher rate. They have no footprint yet. They just have talent. Their job is to build their resume. Your job is to find an inexpensive artist who can draw their ass off. Mm-hmm. Do the freaking math. Okay. Like, holy <laughs> crap. Okay. I'm hiring some yes. of these people already. I'm already contracting a book cover for one of my books. I'm... I just couldn't believe some of the artwork I was seeing. Right. Not be- again, not because they were female. Mm-hmm. It's like anything you see that's right. excellent. You're just like, holy crap, why don't I already know about you? Yes, you know? where have you been? So check out that hashtag awesome. Visible Women. Get on that. that. Get mm-hmm. on that. Everybody get on that. Yeah, so catch me up on Twitter, Bitchflix, and you know, always on Saturday Night Sci-Fi when I'm not hanging around for seven hours in a restaurant <laughs> with Jess Linnell. It's your own fault. I blame you. <laughs> Hey, I was going to say, and big shout out to Paul Gio. He wanted to be here. You know, he actually wanted to Is call Paul in. in I'm like, no, we need you on the show. In? Is he in town? Huh? Is he no, in town? He's still, still in town. Okay. What do you say, mid-August or something? I think like so. That? And that's yeah. also a prime example of a person who knows how to do one more pass, by right. the way. Oh, right. Man. Okay. He'll do like three more passes. <laughs> and fast. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, shout out to you, Paul. So um, I am your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show. Screen- A.K.A. Moisturized Calves. <laughs> A.K.A. Cocoa Butter Mixed with, <laughs> mixed with Baby Oil. Riri Cage. Ha- hashtag all the coconut oil. Uh, 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 little Jojo Cage. <laughs> Skin smooth as a baby, baby. <laughs> You're so stupid. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> you guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. Um, any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Um, big, big shout out to all the countries. You guys know who you are. We appreciate you guys following us all over the place. So you have to shout out everybody. Yeah. I need to be better at that. I don't do it enough. I'm talking Let to your human, fans know you appreciate it. <laughs> you know, we need to start you need to read their iTunes, thank yous and their comments and stuff, all that. So one day I'm gonna do that jerk. But ignore <laughs> I- I- ignore the jerks. Ignore the jerks. Exactly. There'll be a lot of jerks. Hey, ignore read them. them too. Uh, let, let people know no, you know, fuck no. it. You'd rather have good and bad, you know what I mean? Anyway. No, so up. y'all know how we do it on the rant room. It's like just like shut up. On this show. Saying. Shut up, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> on this show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. Two thousand and sixteen. Peace, y'all. Ciao. In the rain, we say what we say, we do what we feel, we gotta keep it real. In the rain, all about the crap is clean, right? Fill my bottle up with lightning up in the red room. Before the stars can be paid, there gotta be a dope ass story on the page. Let the beast about the cage that light about the dark. Can you build the inferno from the itty bitty spark? Coffee shop hustlers. A million of the writers, same Hollywood dream. Your pen and paper, all like bullets in the gun. Write what you feel, say what you want in the red room. We say what we say, we do what we feel. We gotta keep it real in the red room. All about the crap of screenwriting. Fill my bottle up with lightning up in the red room. So look, if you guys are grown, let's go ahead and get in. Mm-hmm.